there are so many expectations when it comes to women's success in this society. And today in Living Intentionally, I am so excited that we're finally going to break the mold. So don't go anywhere. Welcome to Living Intentionally, the podcast that empowers driven women to get unstuck and to take their personal and professional lives to the next level. I'm your host, Carmen Benton. I am here to help you create the life you truly desire without burning out. As a leading expert in living with Amplify Alignment between your mind, your energy, and your soul purpose, I'll be sharing valuable insights on mindset, energy, self-care, business, and much more. Plus, you get to hear from inspired women who have successfully built businesses and lives that are both meaningful and fulfilling. Join us as we dive into the topic that matter most and uncover the secrets to living in future. Welcome back. Today, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about breaking the mold of what being successful as a woman means. And to help me with that, I have a very special guest. Her name is Megan Smiley. She's the founder of Megan Smiley Coaching, and she's also a podcast host that you should go check out, uh, which is the Lawyerscape Pod. And she helps lawyers and other professionals who feel called to do something more creative and purposeful, dish the grind, and design their own heart-centered businesses. And before she took the leap into entrepreneurship, she practice corporate law and work for the law school as a director of international programs. Her mission is to help people who feel stuck in unfulfilling professions launch businesses that align with their life visions, natural talents and values. And I am so excited to have her here in the show today with us. We connected to LinkedIn and then, you know, it was like immediate you know, spark. And I was like, oh my God, I have to have her on the show because she speaks my language and I know it will resonate with all of yours. So welcome, welcome to the show, Megan. So nice to have you here today. Oh, Carmen, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So let's start with your story a little bit, right? Because the bio doesn't cover, you know, all the things. So let's start with your story. Like, you know, like me, you were in corporate and you moved to a little, uh, more relaxed environment, Mm -hmm. jump into entrepreneurship, which is a very uh, important distinction I want to make here when we talk, like the reasons why we left that life was different, Mm -hmm. but yet still we decided to. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who's Yeah. So, you know, I... I didn't know what I wanted to, you know, I got out of college and I was a French and international studies major. I'm not sure, you know, and so sort of for lack of a better, more clear idea, I went to law school and became a lawyer. Um, and oh, no I, big deal. I'm just going to become a lawyer. <laughs> I mean, it really was just sort of the backup plan. You know, it, it's, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm, I'm at my dad's house and my dad, who was a lawyer when I announced that, that he's like, can't you think of something more interesting to do? And I was like, that's a problem. Not right now. I can't. So, so, you know, I guess it's not shocking given that that's how I got into the profession that, you know, once I got into it, I was kind of like, yeah, I don't really love this. You know, I got into corporate law, even on the spectrum of, of law practice. It was like not where I saw myself ending up. Um, 
it, it wasn't horrible like you hear these stories about being a lawyer like in the scheme of things it was it was fine I just I just kind of looked around and I saw the people ahead of me and it's just like this isn't the life I want to live I don't love this work even if I were doing this work in fewer hours I just I just knew it was true for me that getting out of the practice of law was the right move for me but at that time I didn't really I still didn't have that great of an idea as to what else to do. And something that I kind of fell into, which made a lot of sense, was transitioning into law school world because I knew some people who had done that and career. And I had this international sort of background. I'd studied abroad in law school. And I was like, I want to do international programs at a law school. Like it brings together, it made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, got a job doing exactly what I wanted in New York. And, and for a number of years, it was awesome. I was like, this is perfect. My hours are good. I'm meeting people from all over the world. Like, that's it. I figured it out. <laughs> but then it started to, I, it was, it's almost like Goldilocks. It was like too much. And then I like overcorrected and it was too little. Like, I was just like, is this, I'm just coming here and doing the same thing every day, like for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, and I was turning 40. Um, and that was like kind of looming. And I just was really having this like existential crisis about what to do with the rest of my professional life and um, nothing that made sense on paper, like all the options that I was looking at, they all just like almost made me sick to my stomach. I was just yeah. like, Nope, I don't want to do any of those things. So I finally let myself just play. I like, I took a photography class. I started a, a travel blog. I started my podcast. Like I just started doing things that interested me. Um, and that actually took me into interior design. So I started an interior design business, um, fully intending that to be my exit plan. Um, but the, uh, the pandemic hit and that kind of like threw everything up in the air and we moved and I had sort of in this world learned a lot more about myself and my strengths and my sort of the important things that a profession has to have for me. And Meanwhile, I'd been doing my podcast for lawyers, leaving the law for years at that point. And all of a sudden, I was like, I love this. I love talking to the people who reach out to me, asking me how I've made all these transitions. And it sort of just organically turned into me becoming a coach, helping lawyers and other professionals make these kind of transitions. That's beautiful. And I have to say, it's funny that you say you had a travel blog because I had a travel blog too. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> um, and so much you said resonated with me because, and this um, this is important because for for the listeners, I want them to understand what are the early signals of, maybe I need to do something different. Like I remember being very unhappy at my job. What It was paying me a lot of money, right? But, right. but I was very unhappy. And the thought of looking for another job, and it had nothing to do with, you know, being lazy or interviews. I mean, like, I, I love to talk to people, if you haven't noticed. Yeah. My resume has always been ready to go. That, yeah. That's been one of the premises of my career. But I, I was at a point in my life where, like, even the thought of being in that environment, even if it was the best environment, wasn't suiting to me. Right. And I, because I went through this transformation myself, which you mentioned for you too, I'm like, this is meaningful. This is meaningful. Like, you know, like I'm sure you get a lot of this, but like when I wake up in the morning and I have 
texts or messages in Facebook from my clients telling me their wins. It's like, that's just like, I mean, my heart is like beaming, right? Like this is yeah. like what I'm supposed to do, right? So when you are in your career or your job or your business or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and you don't feeling it, you're not, you're dreading to get up in the morning. You know, this might be early signs of maybe I should start thinking about doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like a whisper. It starts as a whisper and that's why we ignore it for so long. Right. Because it's not loud enough. And we're just like, well, that's crazy. Like, leave me alone. Um, And I think there are all of these sort of systemic reasons. I don't know if this was your experience, but something, um, I experience I hear a lot from my clients is like, I should be happy enough. I have this job that's paying me a lot of money. I'm in a better situation than a lot of people. I shouldn't want more. And so it almost is like this feeling of like, am I being indulgent to even like want more than I have? It's imposter syndrome, right? I mean, like in my case, I came up, I, you know, I was raised in a middle, lower middle class family in Panama. And I have made more money in my life than anyone that I know. Yeah. And so that was like, who do you think you are mm-hmm. to live this? Right, right. Right. Yeah. I think. I mean, I... To, to today, my mom's still freaking out about the fact that I left my job, right? And it's yeah. like, I'm happy. Don't you want your daughter to be happy? <laughs> right. It's well intentioned. It's just that other people aren't in your in your head and your heart, right? Like they don't know that this voice keeps talking to you and that, you know, it's the first step isn't, let me just immediately quit my six figure job and (laughs) jump into something else, right? Like, I don't think any of us who've done this, like made a Mm -hmm. quick decision on this, right? It's like a gut wrenching, soul searching thing to be like, am I going to do this for real? No, yeah, you're you're yeah. perfectly right, and and I think this is like perfect to actually dive into what we're talking about here today because yeah. m- many of the reasons why we keep ignoring the boys, pushing it away. I mean, I did that for like 15 years, but like yeah. it's because what is success defined to be in this society, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and how we are programmed in a way that. Success means that you have all these letters after your name. And I mean, I have I have two engineering degrees and an MBA. I mean, you're a lawyer, right? Like it's like yeah, and I have a master's from right? going back for higher ed. Yeah, which was totally unnecessary. But you're like, what? I can't do anything if I don't have the letters by my name to justify that I'm doing it, right? And it's like, and you're so proud when yeah. I mean, I remember so proud when I finally got you know as president of what, 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 and, you know, Carmen, and then Coma, and then MBA, engineer, ME, and, you know, it's like, right, oh, oh right. my God, right? And so I actually, I don't know if this happens to you, but when I actually wasn't that anymore, and I started saying that I was a coach, like, I had a, an identity crisis. Oh, yes, totally <laughs> identify with that, yeah. Like, when I went to the law school, you know, most people at my level were lawyers, right? You had to be a lawyer to get the job I had. Um, And I never cared about being a lawyer until I wasn't. And then, you know, I hosted lots of groups of international judges and lawyers and they, I found myself kind of working in a conversation like, oh, I, I was a corporate lawyer. Like I practice, like I'm one of you, like, because I felt like they treated me differently mm-hmm. when they 
and that may or may not have been true. That could completely have been probably not true. (laughs) There was one who definitely was treating me like the help, but um, but I think it was more me just being like, this has been my sort of, you know, I'm I'm smart, I'm capable, I'm accomplished. That's like, it's just kind of a placeholder. You can say I'm an attorney, and that just bypasses all those things. So it took a while for me to sort of be like, that's not where my my value and my strengths, you know, lie in that title. It's like everything else I can show up and do. So I'm totally with you that it took a while to like detach my sense of self from the title that I had spent a lot of time and effort and money getting. Right. 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 So then let's talk about like, what should success be like? Like what, what actually should be tied to the definition of success because you and me both know that the titles and the position and the status doesn't give it to you. I mean, I had the job, I had the money and I was miserable. Right. And so this is where I decided, okay, the purpose of this life is to be happy. And you might not agree with you. I know you do, but like people, but I'm going to tell you why, because the money you want, the relationship you want, the, travel that you want, anything you want in life, you want it because you think if you have that thing, you're going to be happy error than you are today. So right. ultimately what you want is happiness. And so I decided that success equal happiness. Yeah. And if yeah. I'm happy, I'm successful. What do yeah. you think? I agree. And I think that the definition of what those things are is, you know, as many as, there are people in on the planet, right? Like my success definition may be different from yours because what makes me happy may be different from what makes you happy. And, you know, I was thinking like, I have friends who are, you know, I got came from law school with and they're partners in big firms and they're happy. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. that those jobs inherently you can't be happy in, but it's, if you're not happy, it's not going to make you happy in the job. Right. So I think it's really like a, a self-reflection exercise to go, where do I find joy and satisfaction and purpose in the world? And how do I pour more into that and let go of the definitions of what makes you success that I've been handed by to, by society? Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. And it's, it's all so individual, like person by person. And you're right. I mean, like, I mean, not everyone should, go quit their job and become a coach or something because they're, we need the companies, right? And, and I know a lot of people who are happy at their jobs as well. And, yeah. and that is perfectly fine. Yeah. But some people have different um, passions. And it could be even like, I mean, I, I tell you, like the only reason I became an engineer is because I was given three careers that I could choose from to go to college, not going to, not going, not, not going to college wasn't an option. Right. There's so many double negatives. there. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. (laughs) Um, So I could be a doctor, an engineer or a lawyer. And um, I, I can read obviously, but my strength numbers has always been, I thought that, you know, God bless doctors, but the lives is really miserable. I have my little sister is a doctor. She's 35, hopefully. <laughs> and, 
and, and she's been studying like hopefully she just st stopped now right and yeah it's like, yeah oh my god i you know at 35 i was partying out and i had travel over the world and i've done all these amazing things so yeah i decided i was gonna be an engineer and you know i if you give me numbers i can be happy so i love mm -hmm. to do that but that's not what i wanted to do like if you if i if you put me back with what i know today at 17 years old I, what I wanted to do was to be a correspondent to the travel channel and travel over the world. Of course, me too. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's actually my dream job. <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. And yeah. I, you know what? I think I would have been pretty successful and amazing at it. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think we took so many things off the table for us, not just you and me, but just like us collectively take so many things off the table because that's eh, not realistic. You'll never make money doing that, you know. And who knows, but it's, we never even gave these things a shot. That is actually the key, giving the yeah. shot to your dreams. And I think that's a yeah. perfect place to pause for a second when we go to a commercial break. Mm -hmm. uh, and let's, let's retake it there because I find that a lot of the things I coach my clients on, and I'm sure you too, is like, are you even giving it a shot? Are you even entertaining your dreams? So let's stop for a commercial break and we'll be back in a second. Hey there, looking for a breakthrough in your life journey? Well, I got great news for you. As a certified master intuitive coach and master energy healer, I can guide you and support you in unleashing your full potential. Let's work together to identify those subconscious blocks that are keeping you stuck, remove any emotional barrier and reprogram the limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck into empowering ones. With my help, let's reframe your story for success and replenish yourself with light and love. You don't have to go through this alone anymore. Let's discover what's holding you back and make lasting changes in your life today. Go to the link below at carmenmentor.com to learn more about my coaching services and to schedule a complimentary consult with me today. Remember, it is time for transformation and I'm so happy to be here to help you make it happen. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're talking about breaking the mold and challenging what society makes us believe success means for women. And I'm here with Megan Smiley. And we were going to retake the conversation talking about giving your dreams, yourself a chance to even like, you know, be, flourish. Right. Right? Yeah. I think it's, you know, I've had this interesting experience because since I started thinking about leaving the law school, what I learned to be true is maybe not every thought you have and, you know, thing that you might be curious about and want to explore may not be where you land, but just getting on the road of following your interests and your curiosities puts you in the line of like serendipity and things happening. You know, like for me, I said, you know, I started my podcast just, it was fun. I just was bored and I just kind of thought it'd be fun. I like talking to people. People would ask me a lot about how I got into my new job, yada, yada. I, it took years before and lots of other things that I was exploring before I got the clarity, like, oh, this is it, right? So sometimes you have to get into action, exploring the things that interest you to weed through, okay, what, you know, and if, 
you get down the road, maybe something isn't for you for one reason or another, but, but sitting in a room and like trying to know everything and how everything's going to play out in your brain is not very effective. (laughs) That, I mean, that is so key there because two things. One, I find that when you get fixated so much in the final picture that you have, because a lot of times Mm -hmm. you are in point A and you know in your heart what point W looks like. Right. You have no idea what are the steps in between, but you get so fixated in the end and you're so far out removed to that experience that you just like paralyze. It's like, yeah. you know, yeah. free. there's no way I can get there. But then the other thing that happens is that, and this is how I live my life. This is a philosophy. Everything, well, first, everything happened for a reason, but even like when I have higher coaches and maybe like things don't go exactly as you, as you thought, but did you learn something that you didn't know before? Yeah. And is that pointing you, getting you closer to that next stepping stone that you need? Right. And as long as you're moving forward, there is a reason why you needed to learn this thing first. And maybe you needed to explore interior design. Yeah. Because it gave you some creativity activation. Yeah, 100%. I wouldn't have known the sec, you know, even though I'd started the podcast for lawyers in transition, it still hadn't occurred to me to be a coach. Like it literally had not occurred to me. And it wasn't until I got into interior design and just more generally the entrepreneurial space that I started to see. I was like, oh, wow, people are putting things together and interesting ways like I didn't want to be a career coach like I didn't want to look at your resume and be like okay let's yeah I just so I was like well that's what that would be so that's a hard pass for me but once I saw like how how many different ways you can build something that aligns with sort of exactly what you want to do and what you're good at but I wouldn't have seen that if I hadn't gotten into the entrepreneurial world in the first place so I think you're completely right that that just taking the steps will help open your eyes and open doors to things that you simply couldn't see from where you're sitting right now. Yeah. And then the other thing I tell my clients all the time is like, it is okay to put an intention and a vision, but you always have to be open to what else is better because you have blinders right now. It's like, this is all I know. And the imagination can only go thus far. Right. And so it's like, okay, I want you know, to have a successful business. But if you start putting so many conditions on your dream, then you limit the universe to bring you what you want. And I always like to refer to it as a parent, right? Like, you know, I have kids and they might want X thing today. And I might say, no, but I'm going to give you Y because Y is better for you. And you might not understand that, but I tell you that Y is better than X. Right, right. Yeah. No, it's it's being open-minded to sort of follow whatever comes up. But those things wouldn't come up if you didn't start down the path. And And I have a funny, (laughs) I was going to share, because it just came to me, so that means I need to share, like a funny story to like solidify that. So we just came back from a vacation and we left the day before the last day of school. So my eight-year-old was having a meltdown because he was going to miss field day. There was going to be a bouncy house and it's going to be so fun. Right. And I'm like, I promise you that this is going to be better. And he was not having any of it. I'm like, kid, we're going to Disney World. (laughs) 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 And he's like, 
oh, okay. <laughs> oh, turns out she was right. Mom was right. That is better. But that's yeah. kind of like his yeah. thing, right? Like, you know, in his little eight-year-old mind, he's like, I just want to have fun. Well, I am the universe represented by mom is delivering right times more fun than the field house. The right, field house. right. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's true. And I but I think it's so uncomfortable for people to open up to the unknown and release control over it. Um, and I'm sure this is true in sort of your corporate experience. I find it to be extremely true of lawyers, which is there's a very clear path. You go to law school, you like go to the on-campus interviews, you get these jobs, like you work, you're like, it's, it, it's, there's a very clear path and you kind of know that you're on it and that you're, you know, doing what you should to get to your goal. So to suggest to someone that they just have to kind of like take a step and see what happens is I get it deeply uncomfortable for a lot of people who also don't, the whole, the success is tied up in the end goal, not the journey for most mm -hmm. people. Right. Mm -hmm. So it almost feels like a failure to be like, well, if I don't have the answer, I can't change it until I know the answer. And then that keeps people stuck. So how are a couple of ways that you help your clients do that? Yeah. So I have everyone sort of do like foundational self-reflections. So they know, you know, we're, we're also so socialized and taught and trained to sort of function in a certain way. And so people forget actually who they are and what matters to them. So I have them do a number of assessments uh, about their natural strengths, right? Because lawyers will tell you like, I'm good at, you know, writing or I'm good at attention to detail and, you know, but then, you know, you look at your natural strengths, not the skills that you've gained in your job, but your natural strengths. And it might be connecting with people. <laughs> it might be that you have a real nurturing, you know, side to you. And it's, mm -hmm. um, I think, helping people see that whoever you are is great. And that there's something, the goal is to find something to do in this world that ties into what you're naturally good at, and what lights you up. Right. Um, and what your values are, right? Like, most people be like, you know, I talked to a lot of people being like, I don't know, it just doesn't really feel great to just help this one company sue another company or, you know, a big public company put out, you know, a debt offering, whatever, all this boring stuff, right? But it's like, <laughs> it just doesn't, and, and a lot of lawyers actually got into law because they wanted to help people and then they feel like they're not, right? So there's a values misalignment. Mm -hmm. So getting right. clear on what your values are and then encourage encouraging people to play, be like, this is a safe space to like have an idea and play with it in like, you know, I call them like micro experiments. Like you don't have to quit your job and go do this, but let's explore the idea. And it's okay if it gets left on the cutting room floor, right? Then let's explore another idea. This idea to give people permission to play a little bit. Right. And, and I mean, you hint, you hint this earlier. Um, and I just want to make sure everyone Here's it again, right? Like when you have a stable thing, you don't just go quitting without having um, a plan, right. a plan. And uh, it's so funny that you, you mentioned um, that too, because I, I am a co-author in a book that's going to be published September 24th. I got the day yesterday and it's called Beyond Certainty, uh, Finding Courage 
in the unknown. And my mm. entire chapter is about having the courage to quit your job, basically. Yeah. And the yeah. entire process that I went through. And, you know, there is two types of people. The people who can build a business on the site. Mm-hmm. And they got to get to a certain level where, you know, they feel comfortable. And then they can do the transition. And that yeah. is, I would say, 90% of the people do that. Yeah. And then there's yeah. the other 10% crazy people like me who said, yeah 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 and you know what it's not that it's not that you can't do that and it won't work out it's just sort of recognizing that for people whether for because just it's too big of an ask of your nervous system to do that or because you have real like I'm not out here trying to gaslight people about financial realities right and particularly like people have different circumstances and different yeah. responsibilities and I think it's important to honor that for everybody yeah. mm-hmm. um but just to say, like, that doesn't mean that you can't simultaneously be building something you love while right, taking care of yourself and being safe. And the key that you said there was that nervous system stability, right? Mm. I also call it the energetic capacity to mm. hold your vibration regardless of what's happening. Yeah. I'm going to say I have an unfair advantage. I'm, a, I'm an energy healer. I'm an energy coach. I know how to maintain my vibration regardless of what's happening around me. And that's what I knew I can do that. But if right. you by any mean thing that you're going to freak out and you're going to go into scarcity, right. It's right. not the way for you to go. No, I could not agree more. Yeah. It's cause it's, you know, I always say this, this isn't the path of least resistance. Like, mm-hmm. and it's why I don't, not everybody has this, whisper coming to them not everyone has this sort of calling that won't leave them alone and there's nothing wrong with that but i think it's why people like us who are having that voice think i must be doing something wrong because these people down the hall seem fine with being here right Right. (laughs) well i think we are all in the place that we need to be and uh you know sooner or later the voice gets loud enough that it's nearly impossible to ignore Right, right. It sounds like a little chirp, and then it's like full-blown yelling with a big... Yeah, I know, I know. I said this to a client recently. It's like, you know, it whispers, it gets louder, and then it, like, punches you in the face. And you're just like, oh, okay, I guess I got to be... I hear you, I hear you. That's so funny. So, Megan, is there anything else uh, you want to leave our listeners with? And also, uh, where can they find you and connect with you? Um, You know, I just want to encourage people to... um, not shut themselves off from exploring um, with the stories of like, it's not possible and Mm -hmm. to, to find a safe place to play with ideas um, because that's where all of this starts, I think. Um, And in terms of finding me, um, my website is megansmiley.com. I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn at megansmileyesq. And my podcast is The Lawyer's Escape Pod, and it's on all regular platforms. And we'll add all those links uh, with the description of the bio so you can connect with Megan. Uh, and I tell you, it will be a treat. I listen to the podcast and I read her LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn posts uh, frequently, and they are definitely worth checking her out. So thank you so much for joining us from Montana today. Oh, I have yes. a question for you. So you've been in 58 countries. Yes. Where, where is the next one? That's a good question. You know, it's we've we slowed down over the pandemic 
sort of obviously, I guess. And now we're back up and thinking about where to go. Um, probably Asia because we've moved to the West Coast. And yeah. so it's sort of Europe and even Africa are like very far away. Um, so I'm thinking it's probably going to be Vietnam next. Nice. My husband has been, but I haven't been. So it's, uh, uh, but he loved it. So, you know, maybe Japan, Vietnam, those are right now top on our, our lists. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm going to Egypt in November. Oh, nice. I've yeah. been to Egypt. It, it was, it was a great experience. Saw the, you know, the pyramids and all. I was actually only there for like two days though. So it wasn't, oh, I, I can't say I probably weeks. did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's what it deserves. It was, I was, this was actually the summer that I quit my job as a, a lawyer and I took months off and I did a month in China, Tibet and Nepal oh, and then Turkey and then Egypt. So it was like just a, an add on to another long trip. It, it is well deserving of more than two days. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, that was another thing that I know we kind yeah. of connected. Yeah. Yeah. Travel, so <laughs> I need to ask that. So yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us today, uh, Megan. And um, I'm sure we'll be connecting even further and make sure you go follow her in social media and go check out her podcast. And hey, thanks I'll so much you. for having me. I mean, this was so fun. Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And I'll see you next week in another episode of Living Intentionally. Bye-bye. Hey there. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of Living Intentionally, the podcast where we explore ways to live with purpose and fulfillment. If you're new here, make sure to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at the Carmen Benton. I'm your host, Carmen Benton. I'll be back next week with more insights and inspiration.